Welcome to Side Talks, buddy. Oh my god, are you the Weasel? I'm the Weasel. <laughs> oh, I've seen Polly Shore live at the Stardome. I'm and, pretty sure you've told that story at least to me, if not on the podcast. In Hoover on Data Drive. If Boy. not, well, if, if I if I have told it before, people need to hear it again. Sure, need to hear it again. Um, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. I'm the creative director for Sidewalk. And I'm just some asshole. <laughs> and we we talk about movies on this podcast. Do you want to talk about some movies? I don't see why not. All right, let's get to it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. It's time for a... Five-minute fight. Five-minute fight. Hey, uh, Brad, go ahead and start that timer, because I do not want to spend one little second more than I have to on this bitch. <laughs> Uh, so we're fighting about uh, Lana and Lily Wachowski's classic 1999 film, The Matrix, Woo! which uh, blew everyone's minds. Except mine. Uh, except for Rachel's in 1999 when it was released, changed blockbuster filmmaking forever, spawned two not terribly well-liked sequels, and an upcoming fourth film to be released this Christmas, The Matrix, has quite the cultural legacy behind it, and I happen to think it still holds up. It's a great movie. Oh. Um, you don't. You disagree. Why on earth do you not like The Matrix? You know what? I, Corey, I know I'm going to lose this one. I really, I know I'm going to lose it. Well, with that attitude. I know, with this attitude and everything. <laughs> but people, I know people love us. And I will say, at the time, there were a handful of special effects of this thing that was like, whoa. And then those got overused in commercials and music videos. And every time you turned around, somebody was doing a Matrix lean. The bullet time thing became a bit of a cliche, yes. Uh, and, and continues to still be a bit of a, a cliche. Uh, I mean, from sketch comedy to, you know, a, again, to like a local TV commercial. It, it's just, I'm tired of that. But it, it, yes, was it cool in the film itself? Yes. But does the film itself... Al- like there's too much of that kind of shit throughout mm. that I find to be very dull and boring. And I think the thing I, if I what's the runtime on this thing. Cause it's 45 minutes too long. Well, it's about two hours long. It's, it's not super long. It, that's super long for this. Mm. I found it to be, I just got bored in this thing. I really, really got bored. In Even this in thing. 1999. Even in 1999. So you walked out of the matrix in 1999. I walked out of the matrix. And you period. were like, uh, no, and everybody yeah. around you was just like, pow, my mind was just e- exploded. Do I, I take the red pill? Do I take the blue pill? Et cetera. I don't remember any minds exploding mm. around me. Mm-hmm. I do remember a lot of people being big fans of the film. And clearly, you know, it's it's the the conversation around it has stood the test of time. In other words, totally. people, people aren't saying to me, wait, what is this? I've never heard of The Matrix before, including my very young students. So, I mean, clearly that part. But the film itself, I do not believe, has stood the test of time. And maybe that is the curse of some of these sort of, you know, recently evolving uh-huh. special effects. Maybe that's just the curse of those. But, you know, when you've got an iMovie, when you've got like the Matrix green screen, you know, green letter numbers, yeah. like it just, it's overdone. And if the original had been... If, if, if the source of all this copycatting, if the source of it had been really, really strong and really, really compelling and really, really interesting, I could tolerate it. But to me, the film itself was pretty darn boring and it feels really dated now. Well, that's where you and I differ because I think the, the original film is super strong and compelling and interesting and it remains exciting. And the special effects, even considering they were, you know, 1999 special effects, 
still hold up pretty well. This is a movie I rewatched fairly recently, like during COVID lockdown. Um, tried to watch the sequels. Couldn't really get through those the sequels. We'll put those aside for discussion another day. Um, but that first film is, it's just this, this mix of like cyberpunk techno noir stuff, this, you know, with a healthy anime influence. And it, there was nothing like it in 1999. Uh, it totally blew 13 year old Corey Kraft's mind when I saw it for the first time on DVD. It was like the first DVD I bought. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I watched it last year with my arms kind of folded, like, is this going to hold up? And I was surprised to find out it held up brilliantly well. I, I, I think the world building, you know, of, of the Matrix and the world outside the Matrix that this film does is still super effective. The performance are archetypal um, and really effective for what the film needs. Um, I just, you know, I still love everything about it. And I love the Wachowskis um, for continuing to take big swings and push the cinematic art form forward, even if sometimes, as with the Matrix sequels, those swings are, you know, they, they kind of are big misses. They, they're not altogether successful. I imagine your favorite Wachowski movie is still Bound. Yes. Yeah. That's the- and it, and that's I think that's part of it. The Matrix to me doesn't have a ton of sense of humor about itself. There's some, but there's a little not bit. Much. It's it's not. It, it really doesn't. It takes itself a little bit seriously. And when you're looking at those sunglasses and the, that trench coat and those aesthetics and trying to 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 be serious around that, I can't stomach it. You kind of hit the and yes, I love Bound. You kind of hit the nail on the head though when you were like, you enjoy being in this world. Yes. You like the world building here. I think it's very ugly. Mm. I think it's it's unpleasant to be in. And again, it's it. If I could take it with some sense of humor, maybe I could tolerate it a little more. But I find it to be really unappealing. And then you mentioned you can't make it through the sequels, and and I don't have a huge argument here because it's been really hard for me to make it all the way through this film. I get very distracted and very bored, and I, I'm not a person who gets bored. Dang. Yeah. I think that's a shame. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful movie still. The Matrix doesn't need me. You took the uh, the red pill and got your way out of the Matrix. I'm better for it. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this while doing the Matrix lean in the booth. He is. <laughs> I, I, can, I can confirm for the listener he did try to You'll lean. just hear crashing noises. Sam, don't um, hurt your back. Yeah, your spine does not bend that way, Sam. Nope. Um, yeah, okay, so I'll keep this short. Um, Rachel gains some points because it really did spark just way too many cliches. Anytime I hear the, the terms red pill or blue pilled, I just die a little inside. <laughs> um, but I think the film itself stripped away from all of its fandom uh, still definitely holds up on its own, just sort of as a blockbuster game changer, even though it did introduce the dumb sort of trench coat look. And also the Wachowskis win some points for finally admitting that it was a trans allegory all along. So, yeah, Corey wins a lot of points on this one. Sam, I want some points taken off of Corey's score based on those little tiny sunglasses. I can't stand <laughs> – I really cannot stand the little 90s sunglasses, y'all. I really hate them. Can he just at least get 100 points okay. deducted for those? Deduct okay, minus points, 100 for that. But Thank I you. will say this. They they still look good on Lawrence Fishburne. They don't look no. good on anybody else, but they still look good on Lawrence minus Fishburne. Minus 1 million points for even saying that. No, 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 no. I'm pretty right. And now, fast film terms. That was fast. Really fast. This is a fast film term. Okay, let's I've hear got it. I've two for you. All right. Do you know what bracketing is? 
well, I know what a bracket in like grammar is, being an English teacher. Of course you um, do, but, but Mr. Croft. You could put information within brackets. I suppose that's called bracketing, but I have a feeling that's not what you're talking that about. That is not what I'm talking about. Okay, what are you talking about? In the world of film, okay. the process of bracketing is the process of shooting the same scene multiple times using different f-stops. Gotcha. Or really the way you could say it is process of shooting the same scene multiple times using f-stops resulting in different exposures. Gotcha. And as you know from a previous fast film term and also just from general knowledge, an aperture, uh, excuse me, an f-stop is, of course, how you measure aperture. Yes. So it relates to exposure, as you hear in this definition. And that is what bracketing is. Okay. What what would be the purpose of doing that? To just see see aesthetically the difference with different f-stops. So just kind of- Kind of get a feel for, you know, how does this work? How does that work? What do I want to go with? I see. Okay. That makes sense. That would be, I would imagine, the main reason why you would bracket- and then here's the next one. And you should know this one because you yourself are a critic, have written many film reviews. Yes. And so what is a capsule review, Corey? Well, a capsule review is a, a just sort of short form, form or smaller, you know, about 100 words review that you turn around pretty quickly on something. I used to write capsule reviews for DVD and Blu-ray releases for the Tuscaloosa News. Yeah. So it's an incredibly short movie review. Yeah. A short snippet of a review that you find on Twitter would actually fall into this category as well. So it could be really, really hyper short. Yeah, that's what we're seeing a lot of those with the big fall film festivals uh, in Toronto and in Telluride and in Venice. A lot of capsule reviews coming out of those. I'm frantically refreshing my Twitter feed to see the news on Dune and Spencer and any number of the other big releases I can't wait to see this fall. Like a nerd. Yeah, well, guess what, nerd? That was a fast preview. That was a fast film term. And it was so fast. Thank you for listening to Side Talks, where your own personal cinematic Jaws and Piranha. Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) I don't want to give anything away, but I really like the movie Jaws, so I'd like to be Ah, Jaws. I'll take the Piranha. Okay. I'll take the Piranha. They're, They're small and scrappy. And they're fierce as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that big that big shark, big old Jaws, is a big old target. Yeah. I mean, he literally exploded at the end <laughs> of the film. Spoiler alert. So thanks so much to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. We so appreciate their support. I'm in there like three or four times a week. Right. <laughs> we just take the sponsorship dollars and give it right back to them on coffee purchases. Um, sponsorship dollars? They, they give us do they I Do I get money. any of those dollars? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, Corey. Um, well, I I'm have... happy to give it back to Revelator because they have such delicious coffee. Yes, I have I have a present for you. It's a it's a reusable Revelator cup. No, no way. No, not really, but oh. I'm sure they'd give us that. Uh, I actually they gave us one a couple of years ago. I still yeah. have it. I still have our little um, our travel mug that that I use frequently. Well, I appreciate them so much, and Me I know you too. do too. And I, you know, who else I appreciate? Who? Batwell Studios. Yeah, they're great. Always. Uh, we're back in the studio for the first time in a couple weeks. Um, we took last week off, and it's. It's nice being back at Boutwell with our friend Brad on the board. We really appreciate what Boutwell does. Sidewalkfest.com and at Sidewalk Film on social media. You want to hit us up on all of those places to see cinema showtimes. There's some good stuff coming up at the cinema, y'all. You're going to want to come see some movies with us. Yeah. And we have got the good popcorn. So Ooh, yeah. see you soon. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.